0: Welcome in to another edition of the Tabby and Tech podcast episode, episode 489. A little niner in there. Uh, Nine the side,
1: times.
0: Dude. Nine times, dude. Uh, there's only like a smattering of people who are going to understand that. little inside joke. I hope some people are, are part of one someday. Uh, well, mine is actually
1: from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm not sure what you're talking about.
0: Uh, I actually talked about something else. Uh, and, so it was, and it was actually six, not nine. Uh, but anyways, this podcast off to a hot start. Mitch on the other side. Charlie, here are with you. We are your snow coverage. We are going wall to wall, stop. snow city. Just kidding. We're not going to talk about the snowstorm. Probably mention it a little bit. A life-threatening
1: uh, but- snowstorm approaching. So <laughs> I've heard but, that. I've heard but- high impact. Yeah, Uh, it's uh, deadly
0: indeed. One of my uh, Twitter buddies, Jimmy, uh, he has, or I think he goes by Jim, but his Twitter account is Jimmy is the at signal, has been doing different bud faces on the weather reports. So every day he's had a different bud face for the weather reports. It's been pretty entertaining. (laughs) That's pretty good. I I might have to DM for that. Uh, But yeah, Uh, so we are going to stay safe. You are driving. Driving up, uh, but we're here for you. We're gonna recap Bucks-Cavs as we just finished watching that. Uh, we're gonna talk importance rankings for both Christmas Day games. We're gonna start with the Bucks and Celtics since we're already talking about the Bucks, and then we'll get into Packers-Dolphins, of course, and then lastly, we will talk about who mattered the most in the state of Wisconsin for 2022. Mitch Ross, MKE on Twitter and the Instagram, uh, Tapping the Keg on Twitter. Kevin Keg Sports on uh, Instagram and TikTok dealing with some rowdy providence fans on Twitter. Um, they weren't too pleased with my uh, my review, but also got a like from Jarrell McNeil. So Jarrell McNeil now officially friend of the program. All right, how about that? Yeah, I like it. Hey, look, man, we're just uh just making our way, just trying here. Um, so Jarrell, honestly in that era was probably my favorite of the three, like Dominique, Jarrell, and Wes Matthews, like Jarrell. I loved watching drell play, just absolute grinder, was such a good player. Um, so fun to watch. So yeah, it was a well, good one.
1: All your all your hard work is, has paid off, Charlie. Just for this, one in this moment.
0: One fucking Twitter like, you bet. Uh, <laughs> got it done. uh but how are you, man? What's going on? I, I'm I'm good. Made
1: myself uh a, a gourmet meal of mac and cheese spirals uh this <laughs> evening just to vomit it up nearly as fast as it went down. Um, oh
0: because of the bugs. Yeah. I mean, pretty rough first half. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, before the fourth quarter happened, I was ready to kind of talk, th- talk through like the road woes of this team. And that it just continues to rear its ugly head. I, like, it can't, there's no real consistency on the road so far this year. Like you have the Dallas game, you have the New Orleans game, th- which were good, good wins, good wins on the road against teams who play well at home. And then you have the Memphis thing, which was a complete clusterfuck from the jump. And then you had tonight that was headed that way, too. And then Giannis just being best player in the NBA, you know, kind of made sure that it stayed close and the Bucks were in striking distance with two minutes to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of it was similar to the other Cleveland games, which I, I'm trying to think they were both in Milwaukee, the first two, right? Yeah,
0: correct. correct. They okay, were.
1: so. um for what it's worth. I mean, that's something, but uh, it was kind of shaping up like those other games where Cleveland comes out looking like they could beat anyone in the history of basketball for about the first 15 minutes or so, and the Bucs to start to chip away in the second quarter, and then, you know, then they blew the doors off in the second half. Now, that didn't really happen tonight. Um, I'm not really a big moral victory guy but this is a moral victory podcast so um you know i mean i guess good on them to 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 have the you know intestine the fortitude to come back and make it a game and they cut it to actually you know five, five. once yep. or twice in that in that fourth quarter um and yeah i mean the, the way it came out in the second in the third quarter you know
0: yeah that you, was kind of
1: it it, it kind of felt like the bucks were gonna gonna make a push and um, you know, down the stretch in the third quarter. And I guess, yeah, early in the third quarter it was yeah, Donovan Mitchell got, got going and uh I didn't realize he only had ten in the first half until they showed it towards the end of the game that he had twenty six and, and counting in the second half. I think he ended with a couple more points in the second half. So I think he had just about forty. Um Giannis did have over forty, but just didn't get anything from from anybody else. I mean, right? Drew Drew was not very good offensively.
0: No, he had the brutal miss too at the end with the. I know he had a good three to end the third quarter, but that he had that brutal miss at the dunker spot. Like Bud drew that up perfectly. Drew is yeah. in, in the dunker spot, ready to go. You hit that shot, you're down three, and it's a brand new ball game. Like then you're then it's basically like all right, just get a stop here, and you have a chance to win the game. Joe Ingles you know wedgies a three yeah that um, was
1: that was basically the end of it i mean that right. would have been he had said it's a three-point game and yep.
0: you know and another moment is like what a under a minute 20? but still yeah there was time. yeah about 27 seconds left so you could have played played out the possession tried to stop you know mitchell or garland hope mitchell maybe goes iso on drew or something like that and shut that down and get one more shot to win you
1: know and, and then- they basically, I mean, they let too much time run off before they fouled. Oh was, yeah,
0: they tried. It was it
1: was probably over, but it's like they, I don't know what they were doing. They were they were
0: trying to trap, and you know they were trying to get another steal in the backcourt, but it was it was too much. And it's like these guys are professionals, so you're not playing U N C Asheville here, right? Like it's not you know some mid major that you're playing out here. So I I kind of was puzzled by that myself. And yeah, it's, it's a tough loss. Uh, it, you know, I talked about it a little bit when I was previewed it on yesterday's pod, that it's not the worst one to lose just based on like Cleveland. You have another one left with them. You already have two wins. So worst case scenario, it's two, two, and then it goes to another tiebreaker. Um, and you're, you're going to get another opportunity. I do think that one next one matters a little more because if you do see these guys in the playoffs, kind of know need to know what it's like to beat them at their gym I I don't know I do you think that matters do you think I I look into that shit too much or do you think it like matters to win certainly at at the home court of your opposition
1: yeah it certainly doesn't hurt I don't think um might be more of a fan thing but probably you know I mean they've they have beat them twice I think they know that you know worst case scenario they'll get the home games but um yeah I mean that's that's that could be something. It, it's nice to obviously beat everybody, you know. I mean, I, I I do think the Bucks are kind of probably past that, though. Um, yeah. Just that, like they're they're obviously a very veteran team. Um, they've been in the mountaintop now. I think you know that's more of a thing for for Cleveland. And I mean, you're seeing it every night with. You, know, you saw it with Memphis. I think New, Orleans, New Orleans, had, Orleans had some of that. Yeah. And now you have Cleveland, these up and coming teams that, you know, again. And it's every night, but it seems like more so with the teams that feel like they have a shot to to make some noise, you're gonna see the you know, the best shot again against the Bucs. And it seems like everybody wants to beat the Bucks and you know, it's a good spot to be. It's kind of annoying as a Bucks fan where it's like
0: no, it just feels nice, like
1: it just feels like everything is it's every team's Super Bowl and right. Um it's it's annoying. But yeah,
0: um, and I, I made the comment and I was really heavy handed kinda on the take of Oh, they have the target off their back. Like this is going to be a little bit different this year. And honestly, that was a wrong take. Like, yeah, probably. It, it, you know, it, it is. And I, I it think. Happens. Well, no, it does. And you do you do this so often that you have bad takes, right? Like, mm-hmm. I one time wrote a blog that Adam Gase would make a good Packers coach. It, it fucking happens. Oh. Um, and I think what I didn't consider was the fact that Giannis is the best player in basketball that guys want to show out against Giannis that some of the rookies that are coming in or the one or two year guys actually saw like Giannis start to get to his peak and they saw him ascend. They're like, I want to be this guy. And then the other part of it is, yeah, they, they know the bucks are a former champion and they have that sort of former champion swagger to them where it looks like at some point they're going to make a run and it's just, can you stop? it? And unfortunately Cleveland had enough stops to, to make it to get to the finish line And I don't know if they play five more minutes Maybe the Bucks do win that game But that's just not how it works sadly
1: Yeah um, Turnover is a big issue uh,
0: Yeah, yeah again, it, was a, it was a problem I, Problem against uh, New Orleans too
1: Yeah and they had 14 turnovers in the first half Eight more in, this, in the third quarter I'm um, not sure what it ended up being In the fourth quarter But it's I, I, I don't have it in front of me I, I should have league rankings But the Bucks got to be near the top of turnovers per game. I, I feel like it. it's, it's become, become an issue. And yeah, just, I mean, I can, I can think of a half a dozen things in the first half that were just stupid. I mean, um, Brook Lopez inbounding or grabbing a rebound, falling out of the basket. He looks at Giannis then looks at Evan Mobley and throws it to Evan Mobley who just dunked it. And it's like, that was one big one where stuff like that it's, you know, when you're down by double digits, it's like, dude, we can't, you can't have that. They can't have that shit at all. It's, it's gotta be, you know, dig yourself a 15 point hole in the first quarter. I mean, you gotta be pretty perfect uh, after that. And, you know, they weren't and credit to Donovan Mitchell finally didn't shit the bed in the second half against yeah, the Bucks. Congrats, congrats same, Donnie. Same thing with, with Garland, you know, he'd a couple down the stretch there too. And, you know, Jared Allen, I think was probably their third best player in the night. And, um, I think Giannis finally got to him in the fourth quarter a little bit after, you know, uh, uh, a valiant effort. But, um, yeah, you know, and you, it, it, but like that that's pretty much the story of the game, though, is just like how Giannis kind of single-handedly kept this team in
0: the game. Right. And, like, I do want to talk about the supporting cast and a little bit of Middleton here before we head into importance rankings. But real quick on Giannis, if you're Cleveland and you are like, all right, we have Evan Mobley, we have Jared Allen, we have other big dudes. Essentially, our whole philosophy was to slow down Giannis, and they can't do it. And that has to be demoralizing for them in the back of their head, wondering, like, how how is this going to look in a playoff series? And I I can't help a Cleveland fan think that when it's like, are we, are we really going to be able to do this with Giannis for – Seven, you know, seven games or four games or things like that. So, that that is one thing. The other part, the supporting cast. I mean, Marjan did his job. I don't really. I know he's a rookie, but I, I kind of don't get why Marjon wasn't out there in the closing minutes. He just yeah. had had a lot of big moments in this game. Felt like that was the right horse to ride. And you just see the effect of not having Chris Middleton out there. This would have been a game we've had a couple of these this season and the losses where you're like. Middleton was there, Bucks probably win that game, or it's at least a lot closer, or it's not kind of in this result where you just get ship pumped for, what did you say, three and a half, two and a half quarters, and then you you figure it out.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, my thing with Middleton right now is I don't think he's anywhere near healthy. Uh, I think there's stuff – I don't want to say something going on, but, I mean, he missed first while of the season, comes back, has a couple, like – little dinky injuries i i mean i don't know um and like the games he has played it it hasn't been pretty in my opinion um so i you know yes he would have helped of course but um yeah i mean another shot another shot maker would have been nice um and you know your thought on marjan i it did seem like good things happened when he was out there tonight
0: mm-hmm.
1: um whatever that might have been whether it was you know getting some stops, hit a, hit a couple of corner threes, three for five from beyond the arc. Yeah. Bochamp. Um, the shot's been better than, than I thought. I mean, um, you know, he's, they're not really guarding him. I'll say that. Um, yeah. So that might be an adjustment for down the road, but um, positive sign there for sure. Um,
0: yeah. And so I, I
1: don't know, I don't know when that's going to happen that he gets trusted with, with crunch time minutes. It probably isn't gonna happen this year. I mean, it's not gonna be hopefully necessary.
0: Unless uh, unless his unless the video guys are telling Bud and his assistant coaches are really telling him like, hey, look, our lineups, like our offensive rating, defensive ratings are so much better with Marjan. You need to throw about here in some of these crunch time situations just to see what we have. Just as kind of a tester. Um, I know Bud well, doesn't do that. Steve Kerr I think does a really good job of that where it's like Steve Kerr's like fuck it. Let's just see how this guy handles this. Um I think Pop kind of does that too, but Bud is not one to kind of deviate from a plan.
1: True, but the Warriors are kind of doing it out of necessity.
0: Well, right, right now, now they but... are, right now they are. Yes, yes, right now they are. I'm just but... more saying, you know, in general. Yeah,
1: I mean that was the, I mean that was their thing last year, you know, everybody everybody was like, "Oh my god, the Warriors have have a varsity and a JV team like this is unbelievable and now they all suck again I mean what what do you like and now they're all they're off that now so all right
0: it's kind of weird that the Warriors seem like they're they're like one and done with championships and they can't just build any sort of consistency I mean they got wiped tonight they didn't play anybody but I mean Brooklyn just absolutely dominated them and they got dominated also by New York it's like wow uh I don't know if they just need (laughs) they just want to go home for the holidays but Gotta think ABC is not very pleased to have that at Christmas Day. Before we get into Christmas Day, um, Chris Middleton, which would have been a great transition. I just wanted to ask you on Middleton: Do you thought think that this could be a while till we see Middleton, or would you be surprised if Middleton's playing on Christmas? Um, no, I I, I think that would probably be the plan.
1: Okay, to get, to get him back by then, isn't? It? I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't I even mean, know he what the fuck doubt- is wrong right now. I think he has the, knee injury, soreness, allegedly.
0: Knee soreness. And he, yeah, was doubtful. He, was, he was doubtful tonight, so like he wasn't out. They had listed him doubtful, obviously didn't play, but he moved up on the injury report. So I, I know that's like that's kind of loser talk, and you're like, oh, he moved up, but it's like okay, can we get to questionable against Brooklyn or can we play against Brooklyn? Like I, I would I like to kind of see what the rotations look like with. Ingalls and Middleton and oh by the way I know Boston is focused we're gonna to get to that right in a second here but Nets are playing really good um yeah. and like all of a sudden like these Nets games kind of matter like it's good that the Bucks got a game against Brooklyn uh early on this season before when shit was hitting the fan but man this is not that's not a gonna be easy they've they've really figured their shit out And uh, credit to them. I mean, I have to. I'm not a huge fan of of their bullshit, but they are. They're figuring it out, and they're they're looking more scary by the day. Yeah, that's gotten
1: real quiet lately. Brooklyn, they're just kind of winning, and yeah, um, keeping you know, Kyrie hasn't done done or said anything stupid in a while. No,
0: and just to interject, they have now with the win tonight against Golden State, which is by 30. They have won. Uh, 11 of their last 12 games, only loss came to Boston, um, early December.
1: Yeah. I mean, and the way they've, the way they look to start the year, I mean, that's, that's quite a, quite a turnaround and, right. you know, Steve Nash got fired and they've basically been a competent team since then. And I mean, just looking at the box score, Ben Simmons only played 19 minutes. So I don't know if that's been right an adjustment of sorts, or if that's just a matter of, um, the blowout,
0: maybe didn't right. play in the second half.
1: But I, I yeah, will. No, you're, you're right. The, the gauntlet continues.
0: Right. And I, I will say to kind of be a hater in the house, their schedule has been about yeah. as cupcake as you can get. Like the old school Syracuse, like where they wouldn't leave New York. They don't do it anymore, but like old school Syracuse lineups. Shay kind of know what I'm talking about here. Like they would just have these cupcake schedules and they get their ass kicked at the Big East for a week or two because it's like, yeah, played real competition. St. John's, I think, did that tonight, and they got beat by Villanova. So it's like that's kind of what we have with the Nets here. And now after the game tonight against Golden State, you have Milwaukee. Then you go to Cleveland, Atlanta. Like that's Atlanta is a mess, but you have they have some really their January is not as peachy keen as their December. let put it that way.
1: Yeah, they, it, they'll. I mean, Brooklyn will be, I think, a solidly play playoff team. Oh yeah, I, no. I think that's that's pretty. No pretty clear but i it. mean i mean but a month ago we were not saying that
0: so right um, yeah no. we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with, with no and, and a month ago we were still thinking the raptors were a legitimate team now they beat the red hot Knicks tonight um but at the same time it's like yeah now the east is starting to starting to come together uh with boston and and Milwaukee at the top cleveland's right behind and so is brooklyn and philly and philly's one now six straight games, and they're red hot. So yeah, it's a yeah. lot. And well, yeah, league... I mean, as as
1: as as Boston has kind of come back down to earth with their shooting, and they've lost three straight now. Um, yeah, these other teams are kind of bunching it back up again,
0: right? And and also, don't sleep on my Orlando Magic, who are trying to pull out a game against our uh, Houston tonight. Uh, don't Magic? I would not be surprised. Magic found themselves in in like the playing game. I like the Magic. I like that they didn't take any shit from boston um i just might have to adopt the magic as my southeaster brother And
1: well good luck with that but um thank you i mean you know yeah they're
0: they're a nice young team they
1: are and they're um, also another team that had, has had a ton of injuries and yeah um just like the bucks and yep. you know now they're starting to get a little healthy and bankero looks good and franz wagner looks good and I mean, yeah. if they could just, if they could just get, as Russillo pointed out in his, uh, in his podcast, if they could just get
0: like a halfway decent point guard, I mean, they yeah. might have good. something good to go. All right. Let's, uh, let's move to Christmas. So we have Bucks Celtics. I think we're all looking forward to it. I think this is one of the more anticipated Bucks regular season games. And sometimes, um, I think some of the Philly matchups have been there. Some of the, the Brooklyn matchups last year were kind of like this, too. But this is almost at another level. Um, maybe the Miami matchups, too. You could throw that in there. And, you know, the things that matter, the most important players from and things, coaches, uh, different sort of environment stuff. So why don't you kick us off with uh, your most important thing from Buck, for Buck Celtics?
1: I guess first for me, most importantly, is like don't, it's going to be an unbelievable crowd there. Yeah, I think Boston has probably the best, best building in the Eastern conference. Um, And I don't know, I think they're going to be juiced up. And again, maybe this is a fan thing probably is, but like, just, just don't, you know, weather the storms, just weather, yep. like, weather the early, early pushes and, you know, don't, sleepwalk, I guess. In the third yeah. First don't quarter, come like out flat. Have, I don't like come you out have flat. in some of these road games. Right. Yeah. No, a- absolutely. Yeah. So that's like, that's, that's a general thing, but I think that's, you know, just kind of a reminder. <laughs> like, I don't know. You're not going to be able to, to fuck around.
0: No. Yeah. If you fuck around, you're going to find out. I mean, as the meme would say, right. Like you're going to find out and all of a sudden you lose by 30 and everyone's talking about how do the Celtics own the box there are the Celtics in the Bucks' head, like all those hot takes will come out piping hot the the following day. Yeah. For for me, I think it's really going to matter what, what bench shows up for the Buc- or which bench shows up for either team. I think both teams have very deep benches. Uh for the Bucks, it's Portis, it's Conanton, it's Bochamp, it's Joe Ingles, um, uh, Javon Carter, right? Uh, for the Celtics, it's Brogdon. Robert Williams has been coming off the bench here and there. Uh, it's Sam Hauser. It's Grant Williams. So which bench, you know, is kind of going to be able to, you know, take it to another level. Now, usually at home, that's more playoffs. But at home, you see the bench for the home team stand up a little bit more. But it's not to say that you can't have a big game from Bobby. You can't have a big game from one of these other guys. Um, I I just think the Bucks are going to need more than just "Hey, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo night at the at the Garden." Uh, there's going to just need to be a little bit more than just kind of what we saw against Cleveland.
1: Yeah, and for sure. I mean, and you you didn't didn't see much against Cleveland, so no. um, yeah. I mean, certainly the opposite of basically what happened, at least in the the opposite of the first half in Cleveland, um, where it's just it, it's you got to. You gotta get some. And I would even probably take it one further and say, you know, even the other starters. I mean, yeah, you know, after after Brooke had a huge game in New Orleans, you know, wasn't wasn't a total factor tonight or on Wednesday night against Cleveland. Um and just this the supporting cast in general for the Bucks, who who shows up I mean either side too. I mean, because I think for Boston, like Derek White hasn't been great the last couple weeks or whatever the last few games um for them and you know they're getting healthier too i suppose but oh yeah which good one i mean which which supporting cast which bench is going to show up is is always critical but you know this is going to be a playoff type game and um you know very excited for it i mean for it to be christmas day i think the nba got uh I don't. I mean, yeah, lucky. I mean, it's it's a good call to have this game be sort of your main afternoon, you know, right in the right in the middle of everything. And the way the season has gone so far has been, um, you know, it's just kind of setting it up for to be a great game. And um, yeah, whatever supporting cast or bench shows up, it's gonna probably be a big factor. And that's a good point about the home. Home crowd tends to lend itself to you know the Big bench performing match. better for, for the for the home team, but you know you're right. I mean the the, the Bucks. Who's to say Bobby Portis can't do something? Or I mean, yeah. they went there and they won in the playoffs. I mean, oh yeah, you know, yeah. At, you at the end, at, they pulled it out of their ass too.
0: Oh, yeah. And, you could argue you could argue that game if you're talking about like best games of 2022 from like Wisconsin, like a large umbrella angle. Like that's probably one of the best games of the year for for Wisconsin sports fans. Yeah. In
1: 2022, I would say, yeah, the that would have been game five in Boston. Right. Uh, so yep. um, then, you know, you followed it up with one of the worst ones in game yep. six. But, mm-hmm. you know, that was you know, it's not impossible. I mean, you've won you've won big games there that and they're there before recently so it's doable um you know you know it is a big game it's not a playoff game but i think you want to set the tone for sure yep
0: no question about it we got for number two
1: my number two i think i will go with drew holiday um because gonna have to be better than he was against cleveland on wednesday Um, and his defense is going to be obviously critical. I don't, I don't know what the plan might be for him. Now they threw drew on Zion the other night and that was a a much, um, pretty successful move. And, you know, that again shows, goes to show you that bud is not afraid to think outside the box on the defensive side of the ball. And I don't know, maybe. You see Drew Holiday on Jason Tatum. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that would leave the rest of the – I mean, I guess if that was the case, let's just entertain that, that they go with Drew on Tatum. You probably have Brooke on Horford. Right. And then Giannis Gian- just, just on nobody, essentially, or you know, the, yeah, the, the weakest you offensive player.
0: Right. You don't want Giannis on Jalen Brown. Um, I mean, then Jalen Brown's probably taken by – whoever's playing that other guard position or other like guard forward position. So whether it's Grayson, whether (laughs) it's Middleton, Middleton. yeah, Middleton, yeah, Middleton would be that. And then you probably have Giannis on Marcus Smart. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing. And you almost wonder if the Zion move was sort of a heat check, if you will, Hey, how do you do against the guy who's much bigger than you? How can you do, how can you deal with this? Are you ready for this? And almost as a tester for Jason Tatum, right? Or maybe we see a little bit of Drew Holiday on Durant. Now I think Durant's in another stratosphere just because he's so fucking tall. But yeah. it's like, it's like, are you going to are you going to do this a little bit more often? Like, is this a sign of things to come? Is this something that maybe Bud keeps holstered? Maybe it's not something we see yeah. against on Christmas. But it's something we see in the playoffs when Boston Milwaukee meet each other, which feels like uh, a lot can happen, right? But maybe it's not something they go out right away. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Holiday needs to establish himself here.
1: And well, and I mean, like he was three for twelve tonight, and you know only nine points, which is pretty unacceptable for you know your second best player and when he played thirty seven minutes. I mean, it's
0: yeah. You know, did, it's just, did, it's got to be better. Did nearly have himself a Ben Simmons tonight. He had nine points, nine assists, eight rebounds. Um, so nearly a, a, a 10, 10, 10, a good Ben Simmons triple double or Westbrook, however you, however you want to put it. But
1: or yeah, Traymond Green.
0: Traymond Green, another one. <laughs> All those guys get so, such cheap triple doubles. Uh, I'm sorry for another time. My number two. I you know, I gotta go with Giannis. Like, I know that's easy. I know that's a layup. I know that is a cop out. Uh, but this he this Christmas, this is the bright lights. Like I could argue that this is as bright of lights in the regular season as it's been for Giannis. I know they've played on Christmas before, but to your point, this is the one everybody is watching. The NBA played it perfectly. They worked with the NFL schedule. They're like, okay, you're going to put the Packers on. All right, we're going to zag and we're going to put the Bucks on at four o'clock. So, if you're a diehard fan and you don't have a lot of family obligations on Christmas, or you're just that one family, whatever it may be, you're going to be flipping from the Packers to the Bucks. And you're going to be explaining to grandma how to pronounce Giannis's name, which she should be able to. But if she isn't, work with her and get her excited <laughs> about Bucks basketball. And there's just going to be so much casual fandom watching. I guarantee you, they are going to pound the piss out of Giannis's Disney Plus movie during this. this. Because guess what? That is a perfect family movie after you watch this game. Yeah, sure is. There's going to be a ton of synergy around it. So, like, I realize Giannis doesn't know any of this shit, nor does he care. Like I was doing the review tonight and I was like, I was talking about how great Giannis was. And I thought about it after and I'm like, Giannis would probably hate that. Giannis would be like, fuck, dude, we lost. I don't really care that I had 45 points. So I, I think that Giannis also will want to send a message. I think that there is a collective idea of sending that message to, to Boston that like, hey, you got us, but like, we're not here to fuck around. Like I felt like there was a little bit with that with Golden State where it was like, you guys are lucky that we had an injury here because we would have ran through you in the playoffs. I felt that, I don't know if you felt that, uh, but I I just, I look at Giannis and I just think this is a big game for him from a spotlight perspective.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it is. I think that, you know, and again, it it helps to have the championship under your belt. I don't think we have to worry about. um, Thank God. Right. I mean, my life has been considerably better. Just the (laughs) aftershocks from, that because you know there's so many sh- there's so much shit that you don't have, don't have to hear anymore
0: yeah that's um, great
1: and so it, it, you know the narratives are are what they are at this point and you know you don't have to worry about the oh he can't can't do it in a big game or he has to go somewhere else to win a championship and because you know though i mean those takes would would, would be flying in, in a losing right. effort on christmas day you know um and it's gonna it would be all all boston love and I was thinking about too. Like, I wonder, wonder if I can check who the announcers are for that game because uh,
0: that's probably Breen Van Gundy. And but I, I can, so? I can find it. It might be, it might be the second tier. I hope it's not yeah. Doris Burke. Um, all due respect, Doris yeah. Burke is maybe the biggest Boston homer. Um, besides Bill Simmons, like it's Bill Simmons and then Doris Burke. But I also I wonder, like Bill can be a Boston homer. He just has a podcast, right? Uh, Dave I also up there, but like Doris Burke has like a national platform and she's fucking awful when it comes to Celtics games.
1: I would imagine it'd be Breen. Um, ooh, hang on here. We may have. Uh, oh, here we go. I got it. Fucking Mark Jones and Doris Burke. Oh,
0: God damn it.
1: And Mike Breen's doing the Grizzlies and Warriors with the, the big boys are doing Grizzlies can, and Warriors.
0: Can we flex that out? Can, how do we get <laughs> yeah. that flexed? Can we? Oh, what a, man. What a, let, what a letdown. Christmas is fucking canceled. Yeah. And, Malika, that, we get, Andrews? and, and Malika. Malika Andrews. And Malika Andrews. For those who are casuals, Malika wrote was basically inferring that Giannis was going to leave after the Toronto series um, years ago. And he's basically frozen her out kind of ever since. So we have that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, uh, so it's going to be five on, five on twelve with the refs yeah. and, and and the three announcers. Can uh, I, keep I? mean, out? Mark Jones isn't necessarily uh, no,
0: Mark Jones anti
1: Bucks, but he. I mean, he's just kind of a nerd.
0: I might have to just tweet out, "Don't look who the Bucks announcers are for Bucks Celtics." Yeah, because I don't could know. Be, I could I can't, be first on I, that. I don't know. I don't know if I can slander Doris Burke's name on Twitter. I think I'll get canceled, so I'll just put it in this way.
1: Yeah. I say and and God bless Hubie Brown. Still doing, gonna do a game with Dave Pash.
0: Hubie um, Brown just will I think he will die in his chair. I just think he will just still just go. Like he'll be like, take me. Like once the bell tolls, <laughs> it just tolls for him, you know. And if it's it's in fucking L.A., if it's in you know, Boston, if it's in Milwaukee, whatever it may be, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, well, yeah, that's, unfortunately it's coming. um, But yeah, I mean, you're probably right. So yeah, I had to look that up and, you know, put a, put a damper on things for you there. Sorry about that. But I I just, I was curious about who are we going to get because, you know, Doris is going to, and I don't know, I hate to be that person, but, and man, it, it does feel like they're not, they're not anti bucks per se. I'm not saying that these people hate the bucks. No, there's just, there's just so much, so much, uh, adulation for, you know, the nets or the Celtics or these other teams that the bucks play against in these national TV games. And, you know, I think some of that too is you only hear the, you only hear the negative stuff. You know, you, you agree with the positive stuff and, or, you know, you're not, you're not pissed when something good happens. So, it doesn't necessarily double down, but I mean, it's just, it's going to be a Tatum and Brown slurp fest. You just, you know, it is. So yeah, how yeah, we got on this uh, talking about Giannis is, is typical, uh,
0: but yeah, um, it's very good. I mean, yeah, we're, we're like, all right, yeah. Keep type podcast. And then we're off on a B path. All right. Give your, give your third one quick and then we'll, I'll give mine as well.
1: Uh, I'm going to say, just take care of the ball. I mean, and that, yeah, and, and that kind of goes with, the first one I gave was just, just sort of don't don't let the let the moment get too big, which I don't think will be an issue per se. But just don't be fucking sloppy. They they only finished with 19 turnovers, which is a miracle, um, yeah. to, a tonight in Cleveland, because considering they had 14 yeah. in the first half.
0: To duck in um, and then I'll let you go. Like I, you you know, being sloppy is not just turnovers. It's like just like good solid possessions. Don't don't rush shit. Don't try, just don't try too hard. Like just play within yourself. All right, continue. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I mean that, that's, that's, I guess all
0: I'm saying is just
1: take care of the ball, take good shots. I mean, and, and if you, if you get something from an un, unsuspected source, great. But you know, I, I just, I keep thinking about this. Like I'm not afraid of any other teams. The only team I'm afraid of is the Bucs. Yeah. It's just like, it's no, like that's fair point. It's, it's really, in my opinion, the only way that they think that they can lose a playoff series. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think you're spot on. I don't, I don't think Boston necessarily has. They have a nice team. I mean, they are a better team than they were last year. I'll say that mm-hmm. with Malcolm and stuff like right. that. But like, I still think top to bottom, we have the depth to, to be right there. I mean, with the Bucs just have so many guys that 100. you can like throw out there and, they're not going to kill you. Um now that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be upset if George Hill plays and gets picked on on defense. Of course I will be. But yeah, I mean it's you know they have, they haven't there's 12 guys and I have Joe Ingles back in the mix who, you know, let's not kill Joe Ingles yet. He's the second fucking game back totally. from from an ACL. The shot's not perfect yet. He made he did make one in Cleveland. Um but give the guy a minute. He's not, he's not necessarily a bouncy springy type player. It's going to take him a few, which, which honestly, in in my opinion, is a positive coming off an ACL where, you know, he doesn't have to worry about playing above the rim and you know um, that sort of thing. He's a, he's an old man game type guy, but he's an old man. So just give him, give him a couple of weeks. And, you know, I, I think he's a, gonna be fine for this team because he's you know a very high iq basketball player on a team that i don't want to say has bad bad iq but again they don't take care of the ball real well and i think he's a very smart player and a
0: crafty player and he will help them down the stretch oh yeah no question about it and your angles thing goes into my last one which is just rotations we don't know like bud we give bud a lot of shit And I think in that same vein, like, we need to take it kind of easy on Bud for a few weeks until he kind of sets his rotation. The guy just kind of doesn't know who plays with what, what looks good. Like, it's going to take some time for them to really figure that all out. And you hate that he hasn't figured that out before Boston. But this is what you get when guys are coming back from injury, like Ingles, like Chris Mm -hmm. Milton. Pat's kind of found his spot again. I know some people, you know, the knives are always out on Pat. Um, and I know he's not had a great month, uh, to say the least, but still like there, it's going to take some time. The fact that George Hill and Jordan Nora have not seen many minutes recently, I think is a really strong sign for where, how deep this team really is. Well, and he only played nine, basically nine guys in Cleveland. Um,
1: Wes Matthews played four minutes. He got the, the Serge Ibaka salute the four minutes <laughs> I like that uh, in, in the first half. <laughs> I need to just call it the Serge salute. Uh, I mean I forget George's even or Surge is on the on the team. I mean I don't even know if
0: you know he doesn't need to play but
1: awesome YouTube um,
0: show though. I mean cook, the cookie with Serge is electric.
1: I will say that the Giannis phone call thing was one of the funniest things I've seen <laughs> this year. You are a screen setter. <laughs> you are
0: a role player goodbye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was that was pretty great but um yeah so uh, on, only basically a nine- man rotation now we'll see I was just thinking like with, with a, a full middleton game you know 35 plus minutes um I don't know whose minutes go away but yes uh george hill being phased out recently is uh, a good sign and they, I mean you're, you're you're gonna see him at points just with guys right. sitting out and stuff like that
0: but um, yeah maybe, maybe that is a good sign the haters said he couldn't do it. Amazing. Um, uh, real quick before we go Packers Celtics, or Packers Celtics Packers Dolphins. I did want to just a quick nod to Jason Tatum. Spotlights on Jason a little bit in this game oh, yeah. as well. Like he was awful in that, that Golden State game earlier this month. Um, I know he you know had a good series against the Bucks, but it's a big moment for him too, and it, he's kind of crumbled when the spotlight's been the brightest. So. I just will be curious to see how, how he handles that. It's a
1: very good honorable mention. Um, yeah. I guess we don't necessarily focus on the opponents too much in these, but no. you know, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, there's, there's pressure on Boston too.
0: Yeah, no doubt. All right. Packers, Dolphins, we'll try to keep it a little tighter here. Uh, it is a must win game for the Green Bay Packers. It is a winner go home and the Packers are six point underdogs heading into Miami, Uh, game that, I was starting to feel a little bit better about, and then I watched that Buffalo game. I felt worse. Felt kind of how I felt earlier this month, but I still am going to talk myself into it by the end of it, as Mitch you like to tell me, and that does happen. And I already kind of started yesterday, but yeah, it's a it's a hell of a game. Um, I'll kick it off with my number one, which is Joe Barry. Um, it's such a big moment for Joe Barry. We've killed him all year, and now he's facing arguably the toughest offense in all of football. football. Um, I hope that the Shanahan principles and the McVay principles that Mike McDaniel does is a way in for Joe Barry, that helps Joe Barry, that figures out a scheme that makes the most sense because they run a lot of zone concepts too in Miami. So it's like how can you make sure that Tua doesn't just tear apart your zone, which he has done all season.
1: Yeah, well, I, I guess I think my first one also was going to be like the corners of the Packers or the secondary. Yes. Yeah, you know, Jair, Rasul Douglas. Oh, Rasul, man, who's been oh. maligned, yes, uh, lately, and just how can you, how can you slow these guys down? Um, you know, they're going to be at home. If they were coming up here, I'd say you know, and they, and they scored in Buffalo too. So, I mean, um, you know, it's not like they don't have the ability. Uh, I do think that on a, on a cold, well, God, Lord knows that the Packers were at home this weekend. Oh
0: God, I it mean, would be, I mean, they, they would have seen nothing. Like, I know they'd be like, Oh, we just played in Buffalo, but Bubba, like this would be 30 degrees colder than what you were yeah, playing in Buffalo. And,
1: and super windy. And yeah. I mean, Tyree Hill probably wouldn't even play. No. So I mean, I, I guess that would be short of that. I, I don't know how else to stop the guy though. I mean
0: beat him up. I mean yeah, you're just I mean you're it's, gonna that's what San Diego did. But uh, they don't LA. but they don't do that though. No, I, mean, I they, know, I know they don't. Like I that's what Joe Barry matters. Like you have to get out of your comfort zone. We talked about this, Scott, fucking October, and we're still talking about it. But it's like you have to get out of your comfort zone in this game. I, I just think you have to kind of say. Throw shit out, see how much refs are calling illegal contact. I think that's going to really matter in this. You could lump the refs into this conversation too, yeah. Uh, because if they're not calling illegal contact like they weren't in LA, um, you're gonna you're gonna get a chance. And I pointed this out yesterday, but they did really well against Tyreek Hill last year. Um, it, in the Kansas City game, Tyreek had four catches for 38 yards. He got targeted 11 times, so it could have been just it was a bad Mahomes game, and that was more of it than it was a bad Tyreek game. But he was very ineffective in that game. Kelsey was much more of a problem, which was made sense. Packers could not stop the middle of the field last year to save their fucking soul, and they still have struggled with it. So can you do something similar? Can you use some of that tape that you had in Kansas City and apply it to what you have to do this Sunday? Well,
1: I, I would think you'd. You that's where you'd start. I mean, yeah. And in in that game, you're facing a a better quarterback. I know two has been okay, but you know, I feel like their offense too, you know, while it was all right in Buffalo, surprisingly, kind of came back down to earth the last couple of weeks before that. But um, yeah, I mean, still those weapons are impressive and, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think. The last time, I mean, probably the Philly game would have been the last time you saw those types of those right. types of uh, receivers. And I don't know. Uh, and Philly fortunately, <laughs> right? I was gonna that's say. I, mean,
0: piece,
1: I was just gonna say. Fortunately, you, you don't have quite as mobile of a quarterback oh. um, in this one, and that's gonna help.
0: Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah i I will put number two on running the dang ball. Um I think sometimes it gets overblown that uh Green Bay needs to run the ball and focus on running the football. But I think it is imperative. I think that's how they win this game is running the ball. Uh if you look at it, uh Miami and Green Bay are kind of carbon copies defensively. Green Bay actually uh has decent numbers stopping the pass. They obviously are terrible stopping the run. Um and Miami's the same way. They're really not good at stopping the run. They are pretty solid against the pass. And I think not only does running the ball work to your strengths and Miami's weaknesses, but it also keeps those guys that we just talked about off the fucking field. And they did that a little bit in Buffalo, and even when they got down, they kind of stuck to it. Stuck to it. And that's that. So it's not only just running the dang ball. It's like staying with running the football, not deviating from the plan and being like, fuck it, I got to be a hero because it's a standalone game on Fox.
1: Yeah. And I think that's been how the Packers have, that's what they need to do all year. I mean, and you know, they've been putting up, the offense has looked better in the last month, five weeks, six weeks, um, which is somewhat encouraging. Um, But yeah, I mean, running the ball has been, I've been saying it all year, and I think that could. You might be talking to me when you say that they're running the, running the ball is overrated,
0: but. Um, no, I'm not. It's, no, no, it's, no. It's more at Nagler. Nagler just, it's too much. I like Aaron Nagler. Aaron Nagler does really good work for independent Packer people, but it's just a little overdone. I like, we get it. You know what I mean? So, but I, sure. I like his work. So I, it was more at him than you, but I like sure. that you thought it was yourself. That's good, good narcissism. You got to have it. I have it too. Well, right. And as far as Nagler, I mean, he's, he's,
1: you know got a pretty significant online presence so i think he's right. always interacting with people and oh, totally. of course it's of course shit's gonna get oh, nauseating yeah. after a while no so,
0: no he took he took florio to task today which i always appreciate so anyone oh, anytime oh. that happens you know friend of friend of you is friend of mine friend of me <laughs>
1: for sure i'll go for me my last one or yeah no second 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 one, my second, second one is um I know we're running. I'll say I'll say pass rush. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, pressuring to a small guy. Um, you know, I, I feel like if you can you know, this is any football game too, but it's like what does football come down to? Uh traditionally blocking and tackling, but you know, in twenty twenty two in the NFL, it's who can get to the to the to the passer and you know, I mean Preston Smith, he had what at least one sack, didn't
0: he? So he had two, two or three. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. So he so if he can if he can build on that, I mean, that'd be huge. Kenny Clark and, was probably at his best game in like two months, um, last week, and he always seems to come on strong at the end of the year. Right. Um, so again, is is, it, like is this D line
1: is this D line finally um showing us what they can do?
0: Are they and, and are they going to play Devonte Wyatt? Devontae Wyatt had a good pro football focus grade again, not the Bible, but Joe Barry said, "Oh, he needs to grow up before he can get more snaps." Whichever whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> um, but like, can we get the first round pick out here? He's twenty five years old. Like, how much more growing up do you need to do it? Like, I'll admit, he like, played, I he played. Of, he played in the SEC for how many years? Like, like listen, I was kind of a reckless twenty five year old. Don't get me wrong here. But at the same time, i have not a football like whatever. Just live and learn. Fuck it. Just put them out there. Figure it out. So we'll see, man. I yeah. I yeah, I think I think if you can get to the quarterback, uh, it can be can be a huge, huge moment. And you can have some, you know, limit some of those explosive plays and you can't throw the deep balls because you're, you know, attacking the quarterback. And I think the dolphins have got a little healthier on the offensive line. But still, like, yeah, there's there should be that area of opportunity. My last one would be just taking advantage of every opportunity. So knowing how good the Dolphins' offense is, you know, if you get a turnover, scoring, if you get into the red zone, making it six, not three, like, I just think it's going to matter. And I am mentally preparing that the Packers are going to need 40 to win this game. I don't know if they will, but I am just – meant. I that's how I am mentally in my head where I'm like, all right, we might need a shootout to, to bring this home.
1: So we're going to get a good, good fantasy performances in this game.
0: That'll be, Uh, I went, I went on a little bit of a rant, Mitch. I was like, you know what? I have a ton of dolphins, but I don't care about your fantasy team until after, after dust is out.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you can't leave any meat on the bone. I mean, again, you know, as, as, as we've talked about, it's, must win game and Miami looks fairly. I mean, they're eight and six. I mean, they're not. You know, as much as everyone's excited about the Dolphins, you know, they've they've lost two out of three. And no, they've you know, lost finally, three straight.
0: They've lost three straight.
1: Oh yeah, three straight. Excuse me. And and wouldn't you know it? They've played some real competition uh, in those in those last three games. With, right. See,
0: there you go. Here's how I talk myself into it. Go ahead, continue. Right, on. and 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 uh,
1: you know. All three of those were on the road too, right? Uh yeah. Wasn't it two LA games or something? Uh and, LA, uh,
0: San Francisco, LA and that Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Which, you know obviously San Francisco is the hottest team in football and oh, yeah. um, you know, except for the Bills probably. Um, or you know, one of those two teams. And um, you know, yeah, they they played some real competition and things haven't necessarily gone as well. And um, you know, yeah, so just can't can't leave any meat on the bone. No. Nope. Do what you do what you gotta do to uh to scratch across points. And um I guess for me, you know, maybe maybe it's just like field position and yeah. um you know, turnover battle, um that type of stuff. Tua does not really turn the ball over at all. No, they um, protect
0: him. They do a really good job of protecting him from making kind of dodo plays. Um, right. The, you know, McDaniel has done a really good job of, you know, making sure Tua finds the open guy or that the open guy is always there. And so it's it's a very conservative offense. I mean, the only the only one where you kind of didn't see that was Pittsburgh, even though it doesn't show up in the box score. He had had like three or four dropped interceptions. So it's like, yeah. And, I think- yeah.
1: Isn't it Simmons who says that about Tua that it seems like he's got Crisco on the football? That guy's just like – A little bit, yeah. Can't, can't catch the ball for whatever reason on the other team. They just – they they let a couple of those go. And that's – that goes back to you, your point too. It's like, you know, yeah, take advantage of opportunities. And if it's there, take it. And, you know, should be all right. I mean, I, I guess I'm feeling more optimistic about this game than I was – Two weeks ago, three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I I
0: agree. I also had a crazy thought before we move on. What about Keyshawn Nixon starting? Like, I know he's the talk of the town. He's bell of the ball. Yeah. He's been awesome as a returner. But wouldn't it just make sense? Like, doesn't that make sense? Like, am I dumb? Like, putting him as your other outside corner with Jair. I know he plays a slot corner. But putting him with Waddle, he's fast enough to keep up with Waddle. He's fast enough to keep up with Tyreek Hill. Um, and then just moving Rasul inside, just having Rasul sort of be a oversized like slot corner, and having him just cover the middle of the field.
1: Well, and wasn't that the plan for Rasul to begin with?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had Eric Stokes, right?
1: Right. So maybe that's they have something there where that's his best spot. Um, I swear,
0: I swear to fucking Lombardi, if this works, I am just gonna like and like play. They just hold the Dolphins like. 17 points and win by like two scores. I'm going to be so mad at this team. Like I'm already like inherently mad at this team because there's so much like what if bullshit from this team. And I just, it, it's starting to kind of drive me absurd. Like I, I said, embrace the hunt lifestyle. And I, I stand by that. And I think it's loser talk. People are like, well, I wanted to tank out, but there is a part of me now that's like, God bless it. We just had done a few different things. Throughout the year, this is a playoff team, and I I know it is, and I just hope they're going to get that opportunity.
1: Yeah, and it's it's a cliche, but I mean, game of inches, right? And totally. Bounce here, bounce there. Decision here, decision there. You know, adjustment here, adjustment there.
0: Yeah. Well, and, I mean, I did. You know, I did. Maybe
1: that. Maybe they're eight and six.
0: Totally, and I, I did the pod on Monday about how, like, you guys go back to listen if you haven't listened yet, about how, like, the Lions-Packers week nine, like, changed the entire NFC playoff race. Like, because you yeah. think about that, and if, like, the Lions lose that game, they're done, right? They're looking forward to next season, getting a top pick, share off the guy, we don't know. um, And instead, they just kept winning football games. They haven't lost since. Right. And oh no! They lost to
1: Buffalo. Yeah, they, they lost one, Whoa, but barely,
0: barely though. Barely, right? Exactly. Very competitive loss. Probably it felt like a win if you're you know doing a Lions podcast the next day. And you,
1: you want to talk about toast of the town? That's the Lions right now.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, it is. It'll, Everybody wants it, but I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting. The fucking Lions. Carolina's been about as unpredictable as you could get from a team, but oh, yeah. I do think they're physical. And playing the Jets in Carolina back to back weeks it does not sound like a fun road trip from like a physicality standpoint.
1: I don't think there's any way. If I was a betting man, I don't think there's any way I'd take one dollar to the window on that game. I just like, <laughs> just like hands up. Like, nope.
0: You guys, I,
1: I just what? How do you have any feel? I mean,
0: no, it's right. You know, You're right?
1: I mean, it's it's in Carolina. Like, if Detroit was at home, I'd be like, okay, probably. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah, Lions I'd minus three. Take yeah, Lions yeah. minus three, Lions minus four. Yeah, whatever. But I don't even know. What, I don't even know what the line is on that game. But I'm sure it's probably pick them, or it's probably close to that. But yeah, you're right. There is there's no way to have a sort of understand. That's you know, it's, it's what it is. Uh, let's see here. I'll get that number for you. And you'd
1: think by week 16, I mean I think things are starting to settle a little bit, yeah. and you you're getting a feel, but like you're right. Carolina, that whole, I mean, the NFC South is fucked. And yeah. So is the AFC
0: South. Cause now, now I think Jacksonville's going to win that division. Yeah. We close. That's crazy. The Ryan Tannehill news today coming out like that's wild and they get to play the last game of the year, but it always seems that if it's same old Jaguars, you're playing the jets, you're playing Zach Wilson, you're on the road. Uh, it, If it's same old Jags, you lose this game. But I I like Doug Peterson a lot. I like Trevor Lawrence. Um, I do do like Jags tonight, so we'll see. Yeah, it should be a really good week. I'm in a little bit of a tight spot, though. I think I might have mentioned this on Pod if I didn't. Uh, I'm doing church at 3.30 on Christmas Eve. And, yeah, it's not great for the witching hour. I'll tell you that. You and I have a big fantasy matchup, and it's not ideal. Not exactly, uh, just going to have to have to figure it out, make plays. Yeah,
1: and shouts out to my fellow Jalen Hurts fantasy owners that, you know, there's probably some people doing a championship this weekend that have just lost their 40-point-a-game quarterback.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, you still got a good team. Uh, credit to you, and huh. we'll, we'll see why. We'll see what happens. We'll see what well, happens.
1: Good team. Nick Chubb hasn't done shit in like six weeks. My my
0: boys have been struggling. My boys have not been playing well, so we'll uh, we'll see. It should be fun. So I read Brad, the
1: little I read the little fantasy advice box on Yahoo about Nick Chubb, and it and it definitely tracked because it was like hasn't rushed for over 100 yards since Week Ten. I
0: don't think nice. he has a touchdown in like three or four weeks. Yeah, it's been, and fa- facing the Saints isn't exactly uh, a walk in the park either from a defense perspective in Cleveland, where the weather's going to be horrible. The over under for that game is 32 and a half.
1: Yeah. That's like 31 and a half the other day. And that's that's
0: like army Navy shit. Yeah.
1: That's
0: that's Wisconsin, Iowa shit. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's wrap up today's show with talking about who mattered the most here in Wisconsin. Try to go quick here. Um, Basically this topic, end of the year stuff is always prevalent. We all love it. You know, what's the best song your Spotify wrapped if you will um, and everything else. And so I was trying to think about it. I originally started with like who won Wisconsin, but I I really it's more about just what mattered. And I I feel like there's a lot of nominees that we could go for. If we're talking about the Packers, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Joe Barry. It's, I think you could put Jordan love in that conversation um, that just the things that he has shown in small glimpses. Christian Watson's another one that it's looks it's the look into the future. Um, and then if we go to move to the Bucks, it's Chris Middleton. If Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt, uh, he yeah. could potentially it's the twenty twenty two finals. And the Bucks are back to back champions, and we're talking about potential threepeat. Uh, when we're talking about the Bucks, and the target is somehow fucking bigger on that team. Giannis is always going to be there. Um, you know it's an MVP season, night in, night out, for for the Greek Freak. And then for the Brewers, it's Josh Hader and Josh Hader. Basically, that trade turned a somewhat of a fan base against its organization. I wouldn't say it's every fan, but I think it's left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth. And a lot of people wonder, what if? I will tell you right now, if Josh Hader was on that roster, the Brewers weren't going that far. But you can tell yourself differently. Uh, but still, like, it's it was a monumental moment in Brewer baseball in the last five years. And then from a, a college perspective, it's the overachieving of Shaka, and it's Paul Chris's dismissal, which was shocking when it happened, and it led to Luke Fickle. So I gave you a ton there, Mitch. Um, anything I missed, anything where you're like, yeah, that's the thing that kind of mattered the most here in the state of Wisconsin for 2022.
1: I guess a couple of standouts for just like, I guess that's more or less like biggest storylines, right? Yeah. Of like yeah. Twenty twenty two and right. I would say it's probably Chris Middleton and the what if there, you know, as you laid out, Middleton doesn't get hurt, and he he goes on to kill Boston as he always does, and then we go to the finals and, Giannis probably has fifty points a game against Golden State. And
0: yeah, legacy. And, yeah, everyone's it, talking. So yeah,
1: and huge what if there, and then probably the the Josh Hader and um was just I think huge for um obviously probably the biggest one of the biggest if not the biggest sports story in Wisconsin in twenty twenty two just the the sudden like
0: it was a change.
1: Yeah. I like the sudden nature of it, but also like the sudden like change of direction and, you know, or like pivot that it was kind of just gutted everybody. And, you know, again, we've discussed it as ad nauseum and, you know, for me, it was never, are they going anywhere this year? It was like, you know, you got this poo-poo platter for Josh Hader when probably could have made that trade today and Minus Taylor Rogers, and probably would have felt a little better about it. But um, you know, now they turned that into William Contreras, so uh, we'll see see how how he does. But I, I'd say it's probably one of those two, right? I'm um, I, I, like Packers wise. I you know, I don't know what is
0: stands out the most. One, I mean, I mean, and one that we didn't add is you know again another year where you're wondering what if in terms of the Super Bowl because you lose at home it, freezing cold. Everything yeah. was out there for you. And you early let it, in
1: 2022. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But you let it slip through your hands and then you watch the Rams win the Super Bowl, a Rams team that now Green Bay has beat three times in since 2021, who they have their number and would have had the Rams in Lambeau. Stafford does not play well at Lambo Field. Um uh, it was all. It could have been set up again, right? Right.
1: And, and you would have you would have faced Cincinnati, who's good, but was very young
0: and, and had already played them this year. So you had some, you know, tape and experience yeah. on what to do with that crazy game. So I, I mean, I think long, like the long term of what mattered, it's. It, I think will be a race between those three, right? It'll be if the Bucks don't get another championship the Middleton thing will be remembered, not fondly. It will be remembered like the thing where it's like, well, if we just would add Middleton, but I, 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 and I say to you guys all the time about championships are fucking hard, but still like that one would stand out. I think if the brewer sort of fandom dwindles consistently and everyone still is so fucking negative about this whole thing. um, I, I think that the hater trade has a, a long tail impact, but who knows? Right. Like there was a rumor yesterday or day before with Ken Rosenthal that they might trade more prospects to get more pitching, which I would assume would be relievers and get a more of a bullpen guy to kind of, you know, him it plus Devin Williams or something like that. I don't know why the Brewers need more pitching, but that's for Matt Arnold to, I guess, make that decision. And for the Packers it's yeah. What if that was the last chance? What if there is not a last dance season with Aaron Rodgers? I Made the case for it. I think other people disagree. And what if that was the moment that was the last one we'll remember with Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs? So it's really an interesting year in general for sports because I think like we just don't know the official ramifications of 2022 just yet.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's why we play the games. That's why we talk about totally. this bullshit. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about. I mean,
0: it, it makes it uh, fun, man. I love it. Right, and it you go through it, and there I are multiple, yeah, there are multiple moments throughout the year where you're standing up in your living room, and your wife's looking at you crazy, like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And you're like, "Why do I care this much? Like, why do I like? Why does it matter for me as much as it? it like, it shouldn't matter this much, but it does, and it keeps you coming back. It's a addictive drug because you have things like the World Cup final between Argentina and France that, I mean, one of the most incredible sporting events that I've ever watched. And yeah. just was, I didn't leave my couch. Like I, I didn't get up. Like I was, I was kind of getting ready for a football Sunday, but it was hard to get ready for that. Cause I, my eyes were on soccer and that, but that's what sports can do. And, you know, Scott Van Pelt put it best. It's the best reality show that's out. There. You, you just can't beat it. For sure. So. Yeah. all right well that will do it for 489 we will have a special 490 episode uh monday morning i think we discussed we'll still have to iron out the details but we'll kind of recap what happened on christmas so you will get kind of us right away again uh talking through either a really good day a kind of good day which i mean one of the teams wins or a downright miserable day um if both lose and yeah, we'll just sort of see where that goes and talk about a few other things. Who knows? Um, and yeah, it should be, should be a fun show and looking forward to it. Uh, doing a, a Monday morning or since we're all off work and we don't want to tape Christmas night. Uh, that's for, if we were getting paid, we'd be, we'd be here Christmas night, but we're not getting paid. So we're going to enjoy that day with our family and uh, we will back on uh, Monday. I will probably do a Friday pod. So I don't know yet, but I, I haven't really committed to the four-day-a-week lifestyle just yet, so we'll ride it out for you guys next week. But next week will probably look a little different. So that that's here and or there. Figure it all out. Mitch, anything more for the people? Just ha- have a safe and
1: happy holiday uh, if you're yeah. traveling. Uh, totally. Be, be smart about it. And, you know, uh, it's hard to know what this storm is going to bring, but uh, other than I know it's going to be cold and windy, and that's going to suck.
0: Yeah. And as I, as I told the buddy, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about everybody else. So it's, you know, it's the other drivers sometimes that really fuck things up. So yeah, be careful. Take your time. Um, if you're listening to this, sorry, sorry. It couldn't be longer for your uh, road trip. You have other ones though. You could just, lo- hopefully you just loaded yourself up on daily tabs, tapping kegs for your, if you have a long car ride this week. All right, guys, take care of yourself and we'll uh, see you next week. Peace. Peace.